Red Channel Condition with Michael. It's a Cardassian trial. Jonathan. This is like the ballinest shit I've ever heard. And Peter. Wow, no, my Tesla just plowed through a baby carriage. And welcome to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. Remember, if you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a like, comment, or subscribe. I'm Peter, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Michael and Jonathan. How are you guys? Yo. Not too bad. Hang in there. How's the week going for you? My week is going fantastically, simply due to the fact that uh, I'm pretty sure I have my first day off from my new job on Monday. So Memorial Day weekend's coming up, and I'm looking forward to, I don't care if there's rain, I'm going to drink and eat food and fucking relax for two seconds. I need it. Wow. Nice. Well, yeah, Memorial Day, that's the barbecue day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to fucking rain, though, so we'll see how much actual barbecuing gets done. Wow. I mean, that does kind of suck. Yeah, no matter what happens, I will eat barbecue ribs. I don't give a fuck. I will cook them in my own oven. I don't give a shit. It's going to happen anyway. Do you guys have plans for the upcoming holiday weekend? Nope. Nothing. I have no. no Amazing. I mean, I, I kind of want to go to Legoland, but I'm not sure if I want to do it right now after it just opened up. That's like a good time to do it, though, right? You know, it's it's fresh and like nothing's been messed with yet, and maybe there aren't going to be you know big ass crowds yet. So like you have the lay of the land, like you get there, you can run around and do whatever you want in there. Well, actually, I'm, yeah, where where is that? Um, Goshen. I, I want to say that's what Goshen, New York. Maybe about like ninety some odd minutes out of the city. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, it's not it's not far, but to, to John's point, I actually was kind of concerned that it would be a lot of people trying to do that whole opening day rush or opening week rush because it's still new and fancy. Mm. It's going to be weird if I, if I go, though, because I have a feeling it's geared towards, like, kids' kids. Not, like, you know, Universal Studios or, or even Disney World, but, like, kids' Well, it's yeah. fucking Legos, so yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like, I know people view Legos as like kids' toys, but I don't know. I I, I still like my Legos. I I, I still. I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that they they are toys for children. That um, you know, adults <laughs> adults play with toys for children, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the rides definitely geared for like kids. So they got like Lego teacups and stuff like that. Like teacups, uh, what is it? The the merry-go-rounds, the the little uh, things that you sit on, and then it kind of goes up and down, but very slowly. You know, it's not like a thrill ride. You know, um, they got are they all made of Legos? Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Everything is made out of Legos, but they also have this train that you might find in the middle of a mall during Christmas with Santa. You know, in the Wonderland area, whatever. If those are the rides on it, I can't. As a 37-year-old man, get on that train. Um, they're going to have like security arrest me in public. Like, hey, what are you doing with kids? Can't do that. Rightfully me, so. Hey, you tell me you like the smell of the Legos. You like the smell <laughs> of the bricks. It's fine. <laughs> you know? Well, you know what? Here's a, here's a better question. What does a 37-year-old man do at Legoland? It, it, regale me. But that's the problem. Like, I'm trying to find an answer so I can justify the... Uh, just to mm. justify the the cost of going or or the energy of going. Are 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 there rare Lego kits? Because maybe you're a, a hardcore Lego toy collector, which is that is a thing. Oh, I'm sure they. they I mean, they have to, right? Um, it's just that Legos 
probably cost more than my mortgage. Like some of the, some of like those uh, was it the Death Star Lego set and 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 mm-hmm. the, and the Star Destroyer Lego sets. Those things are ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. I need to, I need cover. People should have a have a a service right where you can rent children to just accompany you to things so that you're not like the odd one out. Yeah, but you you wouldn't really do that though because then you'd actually have to be responsible for that <laughs> child for the duration of the day, and I don't see you doing that. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're getting we're su- such a service is getting dangerously into Jeffrey Epstein territory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, rent, rent a child. You know, yeah. I mean, so, look, I know that's weird, right here, but in Japan they have things where you can kind of rent families. So yes. it's just a cultural thing. We have to normalize it. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we can get in on the ground floor in renting families. You know, maybe those kids that you rent out should probably be outfitted with like a lojack so they can't be like stolen. <laughs> lojack. I don't know. Hey, look, I'm I'm just trying to put on my Jeff Bezos hat and entrepreneur, you know, my way into wealth. Yeah, would you would you background check uh, potential users of this service, or of course, or is there yeah. some caked in rape there? No, no, no. You you have to do the de minimis of a background check, right? Because after that, then you're like, hey, I tried. Now I'm covered. You know, it it works for Uber, so why not? Why not my rent a kid service? That's just too much regulation, though. You know, now you know, you're gonna have to ins- investigate me for all sorts of things, like. I can buy a gun from a gun show, you know, with no background check at all. But to rent a child legally, you know, I have to get scrutinized like that. You know, you're <laughs> you're messing with my rights, man. That's that's too much overreach. Well, they have this service for adults. They they actually do have something called Rent a Friend. What really? I mean, yeah. like you're, you're yeah, talking yeah, about hookers, right? No, no, I'm literally talking about. Go ahead, look, Google, Google it or whatever the fuck. Um, it's called Rent a Friend. It's actually a real service. You could sign up for it, and you could either be like someone that people hire that you just like go out and do shit with them. It's non-sexual, supposedly. Um, and yeah, people just pay you to like basically hang out. Like if you're that much of a loser and you have no friends, then yeah, you uh, go to Rent a Friend. How many roses is your time worth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. I need I need two hundred roses in order to go to this this dinner. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure there's some of that on there, but uh, yeah, I knew I knew somebody who did it. Wow. How much does it cost for the best friend experience? Uh, that's so that like again, this is where your entrepreneurship comes in. You can set your own rates on Rent a Friend, as far as I understand it. Yeah, that's wild. So maybe you could find like a like a barely legal eighteen year old friend that looks like they're like you know twelve, and take them to Legoland. <laughs> that's so that's amazing, and yeah, I'm sure there's 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 nothing bad that can come of that. No, you know, like here here I am thinking like, oh yeah, surely there is no business where you can rent people out at, you know for certain tasks, and of course. I was wrong. It's already been done. The gig economy spares nothing and no one. <laughs> like, I, I totally want to try one of these things now and then... Like, <laughs> you leave a rating? Zero stars. Incredible. Well, don't you think it's antithetical to the whole concept of friendship? I mean, can you name a single friend that you pay to hang out with you? It should be like rent rent some company or something. I don't know. Now we're talking about marketing, you know? You, you got to market it that... 
these people are totally your 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 best friends for forty nine ninety nine an hour. <laughs> How much would you charge? How much would you really charge? Um, if if you all were right, to so here's the deal. If it, if it was me personally doing this, um, yeah, what's your it, hourly honestly? Rate? It would kind of depend, like on the friend who is renting me. So like, if it was like a friend that if it was someone that was like tolerable to hang out with, like okay, probably like I don't know. Like twenty bucks or something, but if this this is like some guy who lives in his basement um, and like you know it's really socially awkward and it's just a painful experience for me to deal with, that might be like you know fifty seventy five dollars an hour. I don't know. Okay, okay. Does the activity change? Because like right now, I would be anyone's friend if they had like Nick's playoff tickets. So you are you're closer to a prostitute than I am. I think. Yeah, you'll do anything for the tickets. Look, I I know exactly what I'm worth and. What I'm, what I'm willing to sell myself out for. <laughs> it's it's times it's times like this. I I'm glad I don't give a shit about basketball. <laughs> I I wish I could be you. I wish I could be you. <laughs> Ask John right now. Like, w- would you uh, be a rent a friend for uh, for Nick's uh, tickets? Right. What now? seat? That's pr- <laughs> that's pr- now. Wow, like, okay. Now we're talking. Okay. Right? Like, if I'm just to be in the building, I don't know. I don't know that I would rent myself just to be in the building. But if we're talking about, you know, being in like one of those sweet ass suites or like courtside or something like that, you know, I might do it. What about you? Wow. What about you, uh, Mike? Um, what what would your hourly rate be? I don't know. I, I generally don't <laughs> like people. So, I mean, if the person is tolerable, then probably somewhere like, I don't like. I guess treat it like work, maybe like 50 some odd bucks an hour at if if i actually right. do see it like depends the on the kind of person um, who's renting you yeah no it definitely does like my rate goes down as low as free yeah i'm kind of curious what what would you charge for the most painful social event like if if you had to like be entertaining and tell stories and really pretend you like this person and like i don't know you know juggle and tell you know tell fascinating you know anecdotes and and really be a lively character what 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 would that cost what would that cost I would I would have to say like like no no less than a thousand. I wouldn't be worth it, but I couldn't do it for anything less than a thousand an hour. That's like wow. super wow. I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm I would not be worth it, but if I have to do all of that, a thousand an hour. You would be hanging out with the biggest assholes out there, and then what would probably happen is you'd you'd end up being entertained by what level of dickishness that there would be. So you might actually get something out of it. I say go try it for the experience, you know? Who knows what you'll find out there? You put yourself out there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I barely have the, uh, the social energy to do this. So definitely not. Yeah, and, and this still just really requires you sitting in front of a computer, which isn't, you know, too far off from your normal day. No, no, exactly. If I have to put on clothes and leave the house, no. You know what? Forget it. 2000 an hour. The shower is a bridge too far. Did you just slyly tell our listeners that you're nude right now? Because <laughs> I am. I, I, don't, I don't want yeah, that mental image going out there because I actually want them to stay around. So not paint that image, I guess. Why? Like, let the, peop- let the people dream of your mutus. Let, let, let them dream. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I would get us more listeners, honestly. I mean. Speaking of people who would really do, uh, I guess, anything to get their name out there and and into like the public consciousness i gotta mention a a quick thought on um of andrew yang incredible segue 
last week we talked about it a little bit and you know i want him to win i want him to be good like i'm rooting for him but the way he's going about it is just really turning me off to to his messaging um like he's going he's doing like these i would call them almost publicity stunts with like uh what was, what was that uh, john um his he's doing some kind of basketball thing with uh paper boy yeah, prince he was, he was yeah he was playing horse okay so like i don't i mean like i don't care if my mayor can shoot a basketball tell talk to me about some of the issues if you're going to be spending time doing this shit like he he he's trying to be almost like a meme candidate which is not what we need and not what i want you know quite frankly in in a mayor um like he's he did some podcast very recently with like i guess a youtube interviewer the name escapes me oh like yes yes Z-way or it something like f- fucking softball ass questions of like what's your favorite subway stop and what are your thoughts on apartheid <laughs> like i don't care about any of that shit because i need him to know something about running the city and he needs to be we're like three weeks um out he needs to focus on some goddamn issues like mm. so yeah frustration there um that he's not being who i want him to be it's frustrating because i i'm i'm rooting for him but not in his current uh, I state mean, i i hear that the the good thing is that you know it probably doesn't matter in new york city you know where you know i guess like substance and things like that isn't really you know uh you know relevant in that great amount to the voting populace at least not now Right, so he just needs to make it through uh, the first couple, of, the first round or two, so that he ends up on the, I guess, the final ballot and can be voted for in the real election, like coming in November. That's 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 so sad because, you know, there are other candidates who are actually talking about their platforms, whether I agree with them or not, um, and it would help my decision if he would start focusing on that shit. He's doing these stunts that I would expect someone in a weaker position who doesn't have their name out and just needs to get their name out to do. Like like someone like Art Chang. Art Chang should be playing horse with paper boyfriends. <laughs> he needs to get his name out there. But he's talking about issues and platforms that he has and Yang in the leadership position should be doing like the same cuz he has that unique position now where He's not trying to put his name out there. People already know who he is. It's hard for me to justify voting for the guy like if he's if he doesn't know how New York City operates, which I think is pretty clear by now by the things he says at least that he might not have the firmest grasp. Yeah, I mean, and yet you still like him. I mean, I I said it last week, you know, like I I want an Asian guy like up there as, as a front runner. Is that all it um, is for you? But I can't well, it's it's a big thing. I want him there. That's what I'm saying. I want him to be more than he is than he is right now. Like he keeps going down this route and I don't know if I can bring myself to vote for him just because like he's an Asian guy. I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Whoever's running his campaign, get your shit together. Cuz you know it's not him. I I don't believe any of this shit is him. Yeah, it's so weird because it seems like such a different Andrew Yang than we saw. I mean, I guess he was singularly focused in the presidential election on his platform of like, you know, universal basic income. Mm-hmm. 
but he he did hammer that message down pretty well and he he you know he he gained some recognition and and I actually thought he was very insightful and intelligent you know on that on that stage but yeah this does seem like a very different mm-hmm. Andrew Yang this time around right well it's cuz UBI doesn't work on a city level and if that's his one big talking point it, and it doesn't work on a city level then he's got to come up with something else and i just don't know if he and, has you know hey you know what hey enlighten me here and and yeah, seriously cuz i i just i don't even know why um cuz like you know new york's a, a relatively wealthy city in terms of cities you know so why is it exactly that ubi wouldn't work for a city like new york it's wealthy but it's not that wealthy that it can just kind of start giving away money to every single New York City resident. Not to mention it is very easy to mm-hmm. change residencies, right? Um, you need the ability to set monetary policy, which, you know, we don't have on a city scale or even a state scale. And I guess, you know, what, what things you know, get, uh, I guess, unwound or I guess dissolved in order to create a, a UBI plan that's just for the city, right? You know, do you... Do you not have uh, public schools or something like that in order to fund you know, a city UBI plan? Like, you know, and that's where, you know, money comes from. Do you not have, I guess, shelter, like homeless shelters, for example, and instead, like, you give every citizen $1,000? Who gets $1,000? You know, do I get, I'm a citizen of, of New York, like, do I get $1,000 or whatever uh, universal base income is pegged at, you know, you know, even though you know I'm not making use of any of the services that get unwound in order to fund that, you know, shouldn't I get it if I'm mm-hmm. a citizen here? You know, if I'm you know, uh, uh, somebody that lives in New York, if I've been here you know, for my whole life, you know, like they're they're you know it's it's weirder to implement you know, here than it would be on you know, a national scale. Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for uh, clearing that up for me. I appreciate that. Sticking in the realm of politics for just a moment, and specifically with New York, it, it, it appears a grand jury has reportedly been been convened in Man- in the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into Trump. What do you guys make of that? Do, do you think this is something that will actually bear fruit? Are we are we coming for the former king here? Do you think this is going to be something that that turns into into a real criminal? real criminal charges for him hmm man you like you know it's it's hard to <laughs> to break my my heart of cynicism right i'm you know, i just feel like you know, rich people get away with everything right and i also feel like you know, it would it would be such a spectacle to like literally throw you know, a, a former president in like jail Oh you, my God! It would you, be amazing. It would be such a. It would be like such a thing that like I don't, like, my my heart doesn't believe that it will result in that. I want it to, you know, and you know. Well, let's, if nothing else, the man is a spectacle. Yes, the the, the man is the man is a spectacle. You know, I, and you know, to be honest with you, I've been enjoying like you know, the the absence of that spectacle you know, for a while. Like it's been agreed. It's been agreed. it's been kind of nice to not yeah. have to check the damage report all the time, even though you know there's an argument where you know some people might be like, oh, that's like you know, uh, political demotivation. Like you you. You, you weak guys just want to go back to brunch and ignore politics and stuff like that, you know, but like not like I don't mean it like that. I mean it more just, you know, it's refreshing to have other space to care about other things. 
Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But uh, mm-hmm. d- it's a weird Pandora's box because, you know, there are going to be, you know, his supporters are going to make the argument that, you know, this is obviously politically motivated, yes. no matter what he did. Like, he, you know, he literally could have shot people on Fifth Avenue yeah. and, and they would say that. But, you know, on the other hand, wouldn't there be some poetic justice to him getting away with literally everything for the last four years and then finally having to face the music? I would I would love it. I mean, like, you know, that's what that, that's what I was trying to say. Right. Like, you know, I, w- I want to believe it won't happen, but I would be super happy if it did, because it meant that, you know, you know, the system worked somehow. Right. It would mean that, you know, you did you know, committed crimes like you act like you did bullshit. And you had to mm-hmm. pay for it, and you deserved it, you know. And and uh, that's a, I mean, I, maybe that's a bigger question. Are 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 is our system like I don't know on trial in some regards? Like, can can you just get away with it? Can you just bullshit your way and 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 commit crimes and do whatever the hell you want and walk away because you're an American president? Or will you know will your 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 misdeeds eventually catch up with you no matter who you are? I think that's a pretty big question and one that kind of deserves an answer i'd agree i'd agree with that and you i i want to see it i mean you know they still didn't you know they still haven't put bush in jail uh bush jr in jail for war crimes you know, completely fabricating the reasons for uh the iraq war right so i mean hey <laughs> you know we there there's there's any <laughs> number of reasons and any number of american presidents that probably could have gone in the slammer for fuck shit that they did on their watch yeah you but know. this level but of fuck the, shit though yeah, this one though like this, <laughs> this, this was a very, very powerful level of fuck shit. You know, I, I would say that, you know, I, I hope that this, you know, we get that answer. I hope that you can't walk away from, from this level of bullshit. You know? Well, I mean, it just seems to me that no matter what happens, you, you know, the system sends a message. Yes. You know, if they let him get away with it, a message is sent. If they don't let him get away with it, a message is sent. So what's really good? Yeah. Mike, what do you think? I love to uh, to see him in a in a prison jumpsuit, but you know, like what the guy's seventy four years old now. Um, I'd be I'd be shocked if, if he spends a day. I mean, you you know he's gonna try and drag this thing out and and fight it every step of the way with every delaying tactic. You know, you can drag this out for what four or five years, probably something's this complicated. He's he's on bank bank fraud, like tax fraud. Uh, wire transfer fraud, like all of that. I I don't know. He's his books are probably so messed up. It it takes so long to investigate. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he croaks first. But no, I mean it's definitely worth investigating. Um, and it would be it would be a real treat to uh to see him carted away in hand. And a and a real treat again. That that uh, I'm gonna use that term poetic justice again because this is New York, where he's from. Yep, doing this. You know. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing that's got that's good. These these guys have a lot of experience in um, in tracking uh, and and prosecuting financial crimes. So, uh, at least the people doing it know what they're doing. But yeah, I mean this 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 grand jury thing it should be pretty open and shut. I would I would imagine because the prosecutors have so much discretion when you bring together a grand jury. Generally. It almost never happens that they fail to get an indictment. So criminal charges seem to definitely be coming. Wow, that would be amazing. You know what's amazing to me is that this guy is constantly, 
constantly employing lawyers and involved in legal trouble that he somehow skates out of. But like that, that point aside, you know, you, you always hear all this, 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 these question marks around how, how rich is he? You know what I mean? Like, does he have a jillion dollars? Does he not have a jillion dollars? You know, the guy's obviously a crook and a liar and a whatever. But for someone to be constantly involved in like for like decades at this point in legal battles, I mean, the guy must be he must have some serious source of, of income, I would imagine. Yeah, well, you know, there. Yeah, there was all that yeah. speculation on you. What sort of, I guess, like shady backroom type of businesses and banks were funding him. You have been funding him for years, right? You know, I'm certain that you know there are other you know, uh, geopolitical you know entities that would you know, that love to line his pockets. You know, not just because you know he's a notorious you know, American face, right? The same way that like you might go to you know somewhere in you know India or in in China or something like that, and like you could just be like you know Dave Johnson and be like the the face of a business there, right? It makes you seem more legit. You know, like Trump's face, you know, at least until this epoch, you know, made you seem more legitimate, you know, doing business elsewhere, right? So I'm sure that there are, you know, was it like some you know, Eastern European groups or like, you know, Saudi groups or, you know, East Asian groups or whatever that you know, were happy to funnel their money, you know, for extra legal activities on his part and, you know, through his wallet. Like, I'm sure that there were, you know? I would love for his book to be kept, for all of his numbers to be recorded in like rubles oh God, instead yes. of actual dollars. That would that would be amazing. That that's what these guys are going to do, though, right? Like you know, that's the the specialty of like you know, you know, the people you know, convening uh, this criminal investigation, right? Like these Manhattan guys, like they're mm-hmm. really good at yep, yep. Southern District. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the oh, the forensic the accountants and you know stuff like that. Like they're really good at you know, cracking those books and figuring out you know, where every dollar came and went. You know, so I think we will actually get to see that shit. You know, who do you think is going to roll on him first for a sweetheart deal? He's got a lot of people around him. I, you, I know that the, like this thing was talk like the article that uh, we were reading was talking about uh, was it uh, Alan Wesselberg? or Weisselberg, like that's the CFO of the, the Trump mm. organization, right? So like, there's those guys, like, there's of course, you know, the, the you know, who knows, like the old, the old cast of characters from before, like Manafort and so on and so forth. Maybe Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani knows where the bodies are buried too. You know, who knows? It'd be a reunion show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Was it uh, season, uh, the lost season five? <laughs> of, of... It's like, it's like the upcoming Friends reunion wow. on HBO. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's right. Also, Jesus, there's going to be a friends reunion. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I don't give a fuck. I'm you know what? I'm I'm watching it. I'm there. I've watched a lot worse. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm strong enough. I'm not sure I'm strong enough to subject myself to that. I'm not sure. No, I don't, I don't know. I I I actually I actually like the uh, the whole NBC line way back. I day. enjoyed it. I just yeah, you know, I just know. friends was just just dry. You know? Yeah, I never understood the appeal of that show, but you know what? I don't understand the appeal of most human beings. So maybe um, maybe I'm maybe I'm the odd man out. Speaking of TV, did you guys hear um that they're going to reboot Highlander? I don't know if you guys actually watched that show. Oh, you talking about like the series? Yeah, the yeah, series Adrian with uh, Adrian Paul yeah, yeah. about the Immortals. I'm I'm surprised they're they're actually trying to bring that back after all of the failed. Well, it's it's sad because like the the Highlander series was probably the most coherent iteration of highlander there's ever been mm-hmm. oh <laughs> for know? sure 
right? The first movie, movie was great. Was great. The second movie was like from aliens another and... And then, and then they threw that out in like the third one, and they're human. They're like mystical humans again. <laughs> Highlander is one of those franchises that has like, like I don't know, less than ten percent of it is actually good, but I still love it. You know, so I'm totally exactly. there. And I mean, like Highlander, you know, like probably it or like Kingdom Hearts is the you know franchise with the most useless canon, right? So you could start over again, <laughs> throw, throw all that shit out, and it would actually benefit for that. You know, so rebooting Highlander and making that ten percent like great, like it can be, you know, worth it for for sure. Like like you like you said, there's we could just have someone else take over as another mortal, and you don't even have to deal with like the past bullshit. That maybe you could have some guy from the Highlands of Scotland back in whenever the fuck right, and he finds a glowing rock mm-hmm. from the Highlander planet. And becomes the first Earth Highlander, and they could kind of mix the canon, you know? How about that? Crossing the streams, I like it. Wow. Like, you know, like a Highlander Vandal Savage type thing going on. And I'm sure Henry Cavill can, can, can play that off, too. And he's, he's the guy from Witcher, right? Mm. Yeah. And that show was... I liked that it, show. It was I'm pretty good. Forward to the second. It's yeah. a good show. Yeah, and... Um, Speaking of uh, speaking of more reiterations of 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 nerdy stuff, um, looks like HBO Max and Cartoon Network have teamed up to bring out what is this two separate series, uh, or is this kind of like the Batman Superman Adventures? There looks like they're doing a new Batman cartoon called Batman the Cape Crusader, mm-hmm. and something called My Adventures with Superman. Are you guys there for that? Uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm 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 always interested in like new animation you know, from DC because they typically you know really do really high quality work, um, like this Batman Cape Crusader thing you know so it seems like it's gonna be high quality too you know because I mean they're coming from with Bruce Tim you know from you know the the original animated right, animated series, series yeah and no Paul Dini though huh. That's interesting, actually. You know, I wonder if there was like you, know, you know, why that is. If 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 there was like a, if there's like a fallout or something like that, or yeah, if just it, moved it on. is interesting because initially when I heard kind of rumblings about this was that HBO was gonna do a do a continuation of the original Batman the animated series, and he and Paul Dini was supposed to be involved. So yeah, I don't know if it is some kind of weird falling out or something like that. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check it out. I don't know how thrilled I am about the Superman one because I don't know Superman's more boring to me, and and having him babysit kids is, just seems extra boring. But I'm definitely there for Batman. It it, it looks it looks <laughs> like like himbo Superman. Like it looks like you, a uh, cute Superman making anime expressions with sweat drops and stuff like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> <no. laughs> <Maybe> not. <laughs> Is that is that really what this thing is about? Because like I I, I saw the uh, I saw that one image. And I'm still like okay, yeah, I'll, I'll totally still watch it. It has the uh, the animation of what? Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, no, it, it this looks is like... Let's have a look. It, it, it looks it looks more like Invincible-ish or yeah the the way that the art looked like it reminded me of like that Netflix Voltron series you know that they had you know, uh, a couple of years ago. You know, oh, like, yes. that's what it reminds me of. You yeah. Know, or, 
or like of Avatar yeah, right. or something like you're that. Right. Yeah, it looks kind of Avatar esque. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? Nothing. The animation in Avatar was was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and they had like sweat yeah, drops. Exactly. And shit. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much you can tell from you know the story just from that one still. You know, it it looks like it's gonna be you know like you know, adorable Superman adventures. You know, you know it said like it's described as you know, a mixture of action, comedy, and romance. Which romance, I gotta mm. say, is like kind of you know. You know, I don't know that they've ever done a Superman animation that features that, right? But hey, fuck it. You know, like I'm honestly, it's been what like twenty years or so since they've had a Superman cartoon, twenty five years, something something ridiculous like that. So you know, whatever whatever this is, you know, I'm here for it. You know, and I'm hopeful that it's good. You know. Now with Black Jimmy Olsen, TM. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I could have sport Jimmy Olsen's been black before in, in something else, right? Or is this the first I, time? I don't know. I don't know if he's if he's uh, been uh, I guess race swapped before. You know, I'm sure that he has been. I'm sure that there's right? like one multiverse you know, in DC Comics in which he's a black guy. You know, like DC, DC is uh, big into multiverses and you know big into you know uh, changing things mm-hmm. up with their characters and stuff like that. So I wouldn't even be surprised if he has been before. Yeah, speaking of Black Jimmy Olsen, um, you linked a uh, uh, something about a Black Batman coming to yeah. uh, coming to our comic books. Yeah, it looks like uh, is this Lucius Fox's son, Tim Fox? Is that yeah? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like DC's planning a a, a a limited comic book run series where uh, Tim Fox will be Batman, so we'll have a Black Batman coming. Come into the to pulp, which uh, it could be interesting. Yeah, John, you speak for all black people. Is is this <laughs> is this good or bad? Yeah. Well, I'm, or is this just pandering? Well, well, it's I'm I'm you know, again you know, DC has always had you know, multiple universes, multiple versions of characters, you know, instances in which you know, you might have uh, you know, you might have people do I guess hold. A title as a character right so you know the green lantern is just a title and not necessarily like a person specifically mm-hmm. right so right. there's at least good justification for you know, you know these character switches and it's not just you know, purely pandering if they do right by this character if they you know, if they give him a way to actually you know take the cowl and do his own thing with it rather than being like wow like i'm batman but you know i'm I'm black, like I'm Batman of color or something like that. You know, then you know, there's a chance that it could be you know, unique and worth happening. You know, I want to you know, I want to believe that it'll be cool and worth happening. How would a black Batman approach things that I, I guess how would it how would he approach things differently? I mean, I don't know, like I guess it would depend on you uh how he ended up taking the cowl, right? Who knows, you know, how they're going to deal with, you know, uh, that racial intersectionality, you know, as it is, you know, in, in Gotham, right? You know, what does it mean to, what does it mean to be a, a black guy, you know, a black person in Gotham? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be very interested to see, you know, how they lean into stuff like that with this character because, you know, you can deliver, you know, concepts like that, right? Like, what is his origin? You know, what is, uh, 
uh, Tim Fox's origin. Like he's born to like a super rich guy, right? You know, mm-hmm. like Lucius Fox is a pretty rich guy, right? But you know, he's also I guess the he's the estranged son of Lucius Fox. So you know, maybe he wasn't living with uh, Lucius, right? Like maybe you know he was in the street or something like that. Maybe he was in Bloodhaven, you know, like growing up, you know, hard, you know, and that inform that informs uh, you know his approach to crime fighting. It might be interesting to see you know, like you know, is there a Batman that you know, really wants to deal with the little guy, right? You know, the way that like somebody like Daredevil or Spider Man does things in you know their comics. Right, Batman, you know, and that's one of the things I think has happened in the more modern Batman comics, right? Like, so you have, you know, they, there was like a Batman Inc. arc, and, you know, I'm sorry if I'm going for a while on this or whatever, because I read, I, I love these. Um, but yeah, right, you know, so you have like Batman Inc., and there's been like a whole, you know, concept of, all right, like there's Batman that deals with, you know, bigger level stuff, and then there's Batman that deals with, you know, things more locally, you know, Batman that's dealing with, you know, Gotham City at a certain level. You know, you know maybe th- maybe Tim Fox deals with, you know, you know, a more gritty Batman. You know, Batman I would Jumper. love Batman to go after turnstile jumpers. <laughs> you know, just like the, 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 the little things. Well, to be fair, Batman would be all about that anyway, because as we know, Batman is a fucking cop, essentially. So... <laughs> You know, he would well spinner rims on the Batmobile for sure, right? <laughs> I mean... What? Stop and frisk by hanging you off a building. <laughs> I suspect you have a gun. Well, now we got a black Batman. We might have a black Superman um, in a movie if the rumors are true. Anyway, Michael B. Jordan being cast or maybe being considered as a new black movie Superman. Yeah, I, I read about that as well. For, you know, for me, you know, it's it's about is it good? You know, is if it's it a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, you know, you know, because it's got to be better than Superman Returns. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Even though I loved Kevin Spacey as Luthor, I thought he was great. He was a pretty good Luthor. He was definitely better than uh, what is it? Uh, I guess DC EU uh, Lex Luthor, uh, Facebook Luthor. Oh yeah! Wow, Facebook Luthor. Yeah, yeah remember like Luthor. Discount Joker. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, what's his what's his face from the Social Network. Well, nobody beats Gene Hackman. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Confirmed. Greatest criminal mind. Because <laughs> speaking of Lex Luthor and you, uh, ruthless corporate uh, entities acquiring everything. Uh, so it looks like uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon has struck again. Uh, they've purchased. Oh. <laughs> what do you do now? Yeah, they uh, they bought uh, MGM Studios. You know, so Metro Golden Mayor, uh, they acquired them for looks like eight and a half billion dollars. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So you, know, you know, more you know, large entities acquiring other large entities, and you know, more corporate consolidation. Um, right. You know, MGM is a really big get though because they have like an insane amount of, content, of you know, yeah. content and franchises and stuff like that, right? So, you know, just, you know, probably the biggest movie thing is James Bond, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a pretty huge deal to get that franchise. But they also have, you know, uh, Rocky and Creed and RoboCop and Silence of the Lambs and, you know, fucking Stargate, actually, which is the one that I'm most interested in them acquiring because, you know, uh, <laughs> like, like we said, sci-fi is cool again. So, you know, it's, you know, maybe you could reboot Stargate. 
you know, and give yes. it, you know, the time and space that it needs to actually be, you know, like a viable you know, sci-fi competitor the way that you know, like versus uh, Star Wars and Star Trek and you know, other syndicated stuff. Mm-hmm. You didn't love Richard Dean Anderson in uh, Stargate SG One. Oh, I love Stargate that Atlantis or love Stargate Time Wars or whatever the fuck. They did. <laughs> Loved it. Like, I, I have liked every single Stargate series mm-hmm. from like, SG One to Atlantis mm-hmm. to Universe. Loved it all. Like I, I actually enjoyed uh, you know OG Stargate, like the TV show. What was that like from was SG One? Like I actually yep. did like that. Right, it wasn't a bad show. You, know, I don't know. I, I like the first movie. The first movie was amazing. Yeah, I also okay. liked the first movie. The movie was, yeah, the movie was pretty good. Um, I, I, I like the show because Stargate was sci-fi, but in the beginning it was also very. I guess it wasn't so super heavy into sci-fi. Like there yes. wasn't techno babble, like like the level that we see in Trek or or whatever. It yeah. was just like you know military stuff, machine guns. You go in, you know, you go through a door. I don't care how the door works, but you go through it. There are enemies on the other side. You kill them, and then you come back home. Yep. Like it was nice and simple. I liked it. Yeah, it was it was sci-fi that was easy enough for my idiot brain to understand. You know, back then. <laughs> You know, so like I could, I could, I could rock with that in Star Wars and be satisfied, right? Um, totally. So yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with additional corporate consolidation. You know, it seems that every yeah. one of these uh, streaming networks just buys you, know, you know, another you know studio or something like that, makes the content exclusive, and all that's going to happen is you know what we had before, where you you need to have subscribe to twenty different services to watch. You know your twenty favorite shows, and your your cable bill will, I guess your streaming service bill will be the same thing that your cable bill was you know ten years ago. Like if you if you're a cord cutter like me, um, right? Yeah, you. Know. I mean, I honestly, I I don't think that's gonna change. I mean, first of all, the concept of just like taking eight you know billion dollars out of your pocket and just being like here you go um, is amazing to me. But I, I think the way it's gonna go. Um, in terms, because it is getting unfeasible to subscribe to all these different, you know, packages. You know, you got your HBO, you got your Netflix, you got your Disney Plus or whatever the fuck it is, you got your Paramount Plus or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, if I was these internet service providers, that's that's probably what I would be doing to entice people to buy. Like if I was Spectrum or like AT and T or whatever, I would be packaging those into your your internet bill. That's what I would do. Yeah, like. And that that would be smart business. I feel like they you know, and they may already be starting to do that. It's just you know, the the problem is you'll never you're not gonna get all of them right. And like every you know, we're in the age of peak TV, you know, and peak content or whatever. You know, everybody's got something that's worth it, right? So Amazon, you know, is gonna have the next James Bond and you know, uh, the next RoboCop and you know, they've got Invincible and The Boys, right? And you're going to need to subscribe to watch that. And then you're going to need Disney Plus for what, you know, to watch The Mandalorian. And you're going to need Netflix to watch Stranger Things and Castlevania. And you're going to need, you know, I guess, whatever, you know, Sony decides to come out with eventually to watch their content, right? And then you're going to need, you know, Peacock to watch, you know, uh, whatever, you know, cool NBC show finally releases. And, you know, you're going to need Hulu to watch this other thing. And, you know, it just, it gets a little tiring. Get you and you not to mention HBO. Yeah, I totally you forgot HBO. Yeah, before you know it, you spent a hundred bucks on apps. Yeah, a month. <laughs> you know, they're 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 working it 
I don't feel great about, you know, something, you know, well, I've got $8 billion. I'm just going to buy, you know, everything that you've ever enjoyed and I'm going to lock it behind this paywall, you know, and, you know, there it is. More, you know, ever larger Omnicorps, you know, getting Omnier. I'm, you know, I don't like that uh, progression, you know, but here we are. Yeah, corporations are going to corporations, you know. I mean, just, just. Just look at Disney, you know, in, in so many ways and, and how yes. many things Disney actually owns, right? Amazon is is doing this kind of strategy where they're not only doing logistic uh, takeovers, they're doing streaming takeovers. Um, they're doing even, I guess, lo- more local-ish retail um, takeovers and, and buyouts. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, they're so well-hedged. It's it's actually it's very impressive because like they've got their hands in everything Mm -hmm. like like when people think of amazon they think of like oh you know the online retailer but they don't think about that so much of the internet is actually run off of amazon servers yep so like these guys are in in these guys are plugged in into our lives in ways we don't know and that we can't even imagine Got that vertical and horizontal integration. They're everywhere. And just from a, it justifies their stock price. And like, holy shit, these guys, these guys actually, they're, they're really good at what they do. Not hating the player, but like hating the game. This is actually the game as unfortunately as as it is played. Like they bought Whole Foods, right? Like, (laughs) wow. Wow. Yeah. Whole Foods was their original, uh, huge acquisition like that the next thing was uh you know this is actually mgm is like their second biggest acquisition it, it it's crazy because like they basically bought whole foods so they could do amazon fresh mm-hmm. they're buying up companies uh to support and promote existing logistics and delivery services Crazy. So, at what point does this like like violate antitrust laws and become like monopoly? Like, at what point does that happen? Well, I mean, you know, as as it stands right now, there's lots of you know, and you know, except for like the internet, uh, the internet infrastructure, there's lots of people you know competing, you know, at all kinds of levels in you know, online delivery, in you know, food stuff, in like media, right? So you know. Like we just talked about all the different you know, streaming networks and production studios and stuff that there are, right? And you know, so that's not a monopoly. And you know, there's tons and tons of people doing you know, online retail and web stores and stuff like that. So that's not a monopoly. The, the tech, on the other hand, you know, I'd be interested in you. Know, I wonder if there's such a thing as like a tech monopoly or a technical monopoly. You know, I'd be interested in that. Be- between Google and, and Amazon, that's pretty much our entire internet, as far as the backbone goes, like server-wise. Um, but I guess as long as you you know you got these two battling giants, uh, you know it's it's not that clear case of a uh, of a monopoly yet. But I mean, there's there's no startup that's really going to be like, hey, I'm going to take off some share from from Google and Amazon uh, when it comes to to internet infrastructure. Not realistically, no. I mean, until unless they just come out with some you know, some tech that's just so you know, super powerful that it just blows them away. But the likelihood of that, you know, when you control every part of it, very unlikely. Right. 
so yeah i i mean the 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 argument is like how how far can how far can really amazon and google push things before but you know what at, at, at this point um i would imagine they have enough um uh lobbying power that that is not really an issue because i i think you know the 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 big companies kind of learned learned their lessons from earlier on with actual monopolies um from you know the telecoms and you know and and even you know microsoft um although they kind of got a slap on the wrist as far as everything could have gone but yeah i, I think these these companies have kind of learned their lesson i mean which is why you see kind of amazon kind of spreading out in, into different sectors right it's not just logistics anymore mm-hmm. you diversify uh, that's how Bezos got his five hundred million dollar boat <laughs> shipped. Oh yeah, his super yacht, yeah. right? <laughs> and then gave half of it to his wife. That launches other yachts. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I can't. I can't even. I can't even be mad. That's amazing. Like if I had that kind of like cash, I'd do the same thing. I go bigger. I have like I launch another yacht from my yacht. Yeah, you need a space station. <laughs> wow, that's right. I need the Mike Watchtower. <laughs> oh God. Wow. That would be Jesus. <laughs> would you fire uh, satellite beams from your watchtower? Depending on the time of day, it, uh, it would either be random or I would just like pick a specific person off the street to just incinerate. Just melt? <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean, you could probably go to town on countries we don't care about. No, yeah. I mean, like, I don't even want to specify because some, uh, it, it's kind of like, okay, yeah. here, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, right? But when I listen to music, if I know what's coming up, if I have a playlist, I don't enjoy it as much as when it's on shuffle, and I'm surprised. So just like basically frying ants with a magnifying glass is what you'd really use your space station for. No, shuffle my laser beam onto people. Oh, yeah. It, it could be Trump, who probably deserves it, or it could just be a kid chasing after a red balloon. Either way, I'd be pleasantly surprised. All right, and on, on that note, uh, it looks like that's all the time we have for Red Channel Condition this week. But check us out on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And remember, if you're interested in more of our content, check out the Red Channel Condition YouTube channel. For questions, comments, or if you just want to drop us a line, send us an email at redchannelcondition@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out. See you guys next week. <laughs>